Episode number 260, Advanced After Effects Techniques with Trent Armstrong. Part 2. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome. This is the Making Sunday Happen podcast. If you are new to the journey with us, thank you so much for being here. Uh, The listenership and viewership for our podcast continues to grow. So if you're new, thank you so much for joining us. If you've been uh, listening for a while, thank you so much for sticking around. I'm glad that I haven't run you off uh, just yet. So we hope and pray that the content on our podcast helps you transform the worship experiences at your church. I hope that you hear our heart. Our heart is for the church. Our heart is for you. And it is our mission to help you with your worship experience through media content and training. This week on the show, we'll dive into part two of my conversation with Adobe After Effects master Trent Armstrong. Trent is the lead motion designer at Igniter Media. And if you missed part one of my conversation with Trent, I give you full permission to stop this episode and go back one space to land on episode number 259. I talked with Trent last week about his experiences at Igniter, and we started to dive into things like fractal noise, set maps, gradient wipes, and more. If you want to learn motion graphics and you create media content for your church, these episodes are perfect for you. And you're learning from the great one. Trent is amazing. So we'll jump right into my conversation, part two of my conversation with Trent Armstrong right after this. Check this out. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about a great place to pick up some incredible quality stock footage for your video projects. If you are a video editor at your church or your team has been looking at places to get some great footage for your videos, I'd love to encourage you to check out FilmPack. We use FilmPack for many of the videos that we produce for churches around the country. It is well produced, very high quality, easily searchable library, unlimited access to their entire site, and more. If you're looking for high-end stock footage for your church or ministry, check them out today at filmpack, P-A-C, filmpack.com. One more tip here, and I want to see if you agree with me on this, is if you have to cut and you don't have anything to um, cover it with, if you can either shoot in a higher resolution than you're going to deliver. Let's just use 1080 as an example. If you shoot in 1080, deliver in 720, then you can uh, ha- then you can scale without losing quality, and you could go from a wider shot to a close-up, and that cut is not as jarring as a tight shot to tight shot cut. Do you yeah, agree with I, that? I agree with that. Um, again, if you're only doing it every so often, I don't think it's a huge deal. Right. Uh, but, but if you can do your, your zooms on your cuts, that's great. Yeah. Cool. I like it. 
All right, so let's go into uh, plug-in or effect number two, and that is set mat. So tell me what that is yeah. and how you use it. Uh, just kind of the basics of it are like if you look at, uh, maybe people are seeing this image. Uh, my silhouette kind of is a little darker, and then the wall is a little brighter. Uh, set mat looks at the bright and dark areas and does uh, either you can use it as an alpha mat or a luma mat. Um, there are other things in there, but those are the basics. Uh, and if you have um, a white sheet of paper with dark words on it, you can use set mat to cut either. Uh, but we'll just use the basics. You can cut the dark words off of the white paper and put the words over something else. Now, of course, you can do that with like uh, multiply overlay mode uh, mm -hmm. or transfer mode. But uh, if you want to have good solid text, then you use a set map. It pops the words off of there. And it's kind of like a green screen, but for light and dark. And, uh, you know, it uses gradients. So if you have a, a, a grayish gradient, then it won't do a hard cut, like, uh, like slice the edges on it. It'll be nice and smooth gradient. Uh, but that and uh, the extract effect are uh, kind of the same. Set matte is just a dumb, you, whatever you give it, that's what it uses. Uh, you can invert it, of course. But uh, extract, you you have uh, like a, it's not a waveform, it's a, help me out, it's a like graph that, where you can see the lights and darks, uh, and you can kind of dial in where you want your, uh, your mat, your matting to happen. So. Right, right, cool. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and move into number three, and that is gradient wipes. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, and we talked about the importance of your loops being seamless, but how do you use and implement gradient wipes? Yeah, just uh, to piggyback on set mat and extract. Uh, the, the extract, you can kind of see and dial in where you want your, your mat to happen, but for a gradient wipe, what happens is you uh, use the light and dark information as a way to do a transition. So if you have just a gradient across the screen and you do a gradient wipe, it will use the gradient to do the transition. Um, you can use uh, like for your input, a uh, fractal noise, mm -hmm. use the gradient wipe and it will use that Fractal noise has a way to pull the lighter areas first and the dark areas last. Uh, so if I'm trying to wipe something organic like water or clouds or something like that, and I use a fractal noise with my gradient wipe, or sometimes I'll even just use what I'm going to. So if I have water and it's rippling along and I want to move from one, uh, part of that water to another part of the water seamlessly, quote unquote seamlessly. Mm -hmm. uh, I can use the, the water that I'm going to as the, uh, the black and white input for the gradient wipe. 
And when I transition through, it starts to reveal bits of that water uh, organically as it's rippling along. And therefore, uh, it doesn't look just like a fade. Right. So it really helps in the making the transition for your loops to be seamless. It really helps in that transition. It makes it a little more organic and gives you a little more control over uh, breaking bits of the image up to keep it looking from looking like uh, just a straight dissolve. Right. Um, also, um, no, we're going to get to that second. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Check okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on. So, uh, so beam uh, is mm-hmm. your next one. Number four beam. Um, so what is, what is the, the beam effect? Talk to me about it. It is a, a way to draw a line on the screen and connect two points. Uh, so, if um, if you have a call out, uh, somebody is standing in the middle of a courtyard, and you want to go, oh hey, this person here, they are uh, lost, or they are waiting on a bus, and you want to have a line that calls out from them with text at the end of it, then you can put the point on the person. You put the point where the text is going to go and you have a beam that can go between them and change where the points are and the beam adjusts itself accordingly. And it's kind of the precursor to the points follow nulls Mm -hmm. uh, script that's in After Effects now that can work with uh, masks and shape layers. But uh, the way I typically use it is to use some expressions to hook up the start and end points with layers and it can read the layer positions. Therefore, if I move a layer around or if I have the text and it's trying to track with somebody, uh, then uh, the beam can connect the points, just point A with point B and it will dynamically uh, move itself around based on the tracking of whatever thing I've tracked. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of this content is coming from an article that you wrote on Igniter. And what we're going to do is we're going to link people over in the show notes over to that article. And it shows examples of what we're talking about. So like for beam, one example that you used was a countdown and there was like a read, like a plant read over the numbers. Um, and so you kind of, uh, I tracked the top of the read and the bottom of the read uh, points. So it kind of came over between them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So probably used a set mat or a track mat on that to cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, reference that to show people an example of that. Um, Okay. Let's get into offset. Um, Now, again, I know that you love making loops, which um, I love that uh, too. So this, this effect is also, um, can, can help with that. So tell me how I would use the offset effect. Okay. What offset does is it takes uh, like a sheet of paper and wraps the screen around itself like a sheet of paper and connects the two opposite uh, sides or the opposite top and bottom. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you have something like a landscape and the landscape matches on the left and right sides of the screen, and you use offset to move it sideways right. on the X axis, so then it will repeat itself. 
All right. So uh, the uh, another way to use that is to, to think about clouds. Right. And if you just have a screen with some clouds and you send that offset going side to side either way, it will just infinitely loop those clouds. Okay, so it's like, it's like a circle and here here's the here's the screen and it, you're telling me that it's it's actually coming around in a circle to the uh, screen. Does that make sense? Yeah, not it's not exactly yeah, it's it's hard to to do to make that analogy work fully, but okay. it it's it's like if your screen were sitting next to your your composition right. were sitting next to your composition and you right. just move over to see it again. Right. Even, but is right? it is it is it flipping it or is it the it's same? It's not flipping it. Yeah. Okay. It's not flipping it. It's the exact same thing. You're just going and pulling it over. Okay. Either okay. way, up or down. So it's it's like a a train either and it can be horizontal or vertical. Correct. Okay. And so uh, again the the clouds, you know, if you dump some some um, like cartoon clouds, right? And you just send the the offset on the x-axis. It looks like the clouds are right. just so, continually moving across the sky. Yeah, so I want I want people to get a picture of this. So if it's like a cartoon, like the example you you use is like a little cartoon cat or something that's running right. on a on a on a plane, or, uh, let's say in the desert or something, just running and the the clouds are going past so you're duplicating your composite your cloud composition over and over so it looks like the cats running right the interesting thing about offset for me uh, is if you want to try and make your clouds big enough to get enough of this motion through then after effects might run out of memory so okay. you can use your offset uh, and do it's okay. So I, I, I want to save me memory. Yeah. I want to recommend expressions here. And if someone okay. wants to talk about expressions. There's a lot of information online. Okay. Motionscript.com is a great place to start. You can also get in touch with me. I'm sure Carl, you'll uh, figure out how to make sure some information is available for me. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, expressions can help you with the offset effect, other things as well to keep your memory down because it can just do a simple repeat on the, on that thing. Now, uh, Andrew Kramer has a really good, uh, mm -hmm. set of, um, just a, an example of how he uses the offset effect when he's doing, uh, looping fractal noise. And, uh, it's just, easy peasy lemon squeezy to to get your fractal noise to loop other than just like that right. by uh, just doing a seam in the middle covering the seam and doing an offset effect how do how do you cover seams what is the best way to okay. cover a seam so i'll put a, a solid with a fractal texture on it and then put the offset effect zeroed out uh, typically, the offset will be set to the middle of your screen. So if you zero it out, it moves the seam, the left and and right. Will I still see it though, or do I need to mask and feather that so it well, doesn't? Well, hold on. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. So the the left and right edges of the screen move over to the middle, 
And so you can see the seam where they are. And it's, it's better if you're just doing it and looking at it. And, oh, that's what, it, that's what you mean. But once there's this seam in the middle, you can put another fractal texture on top of that and do a mask in the middle and feather it a little bit. And you've kind of more or less put a Band-Aid on your fractal texture, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at that point, this here in the middle matches itself. And what's on the edges are moved over from the middle, right? So if uh, everything happens at uh, 960 and 961, these are pixels on the x-axis. Here's 960, here's 961. They move over like this. So there's uh, 960 is on one side of the screen and 961 is on the other side of the screen. Therefore, if you were to put another offset on there, it would match up. So we've put a Band-Aid, and now we can move everything side to side and not worry about seeing a scene there. Is that a comp in and of itself? So you're... Yeah, I would usually do that. use that as a pre-comp, yeah. Right, so you're pre-comping it, so you're taking that comp in, so then the whole comp can move with your Band-Aid applied. Correct. Sense? <laughs> yeah. I hope we're not losing people. I, we're geeking Ooh, out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. This is so, going to be the least listened to podcast <laughs> you've ever had. <laughs> if you want something that's going over your head, this is the one to catch. Um, no, but I it's think not that going over, they're, they're just bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, guys like me are going to, are going to geek out over it and, and are going to know what you're talking about. Um, and I really do think that, uh, you know, guys that are either getting into After Effects or need some advanced tips because the software is coming more and more available. I mean, the Creative Cloud is so cheap that more and more guys are jumping in. So um, I'm glad we can. And I highly recommend getting off whatever old After Effects you have and getting on the The Creative Cloud. Cloud. If you're at a church, there is um, nonprofit pricing Mm -hmm. for the Creative Cloud. There are so many things available uh, that come with the Creative Cloud, including yeah. fonts and um, <clears throat> Photoshop and Illustrator and character animator yeah. and all kind of all kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Last one here is transform. Uh, so you would use the transform effect when you need to make a slight adjustment to like position, scale, rotation of a keyframe, right? Talk to me about that. Well, so. Uh, you you can use the keyframes to adjust a uh, adjust the motion or whatever of a layer, but if uh, I'm trying to think of a great example, uh, I had a like a website that I wanted to build uh, on the screen, and there were icons with a little bit of I think a little bit of text underneath and it was making a grid across the screen. Mm -hmm. So in order to have each of those things do the same motion where in kind of a a more or less gradient succession, they would come in, one comes in, two comes in, three, and then to the next line. Uh, Instead of trying to um, animate each one of those, okay, so it, has to start here and go here and this one starts at zero and it goes to a hundred and this one starts at uh, 
192 and it goes to whatever I could just create a an, a transform that adjusts the position in uh, I think I could even do the opacity of these things and the transform would reference itself based on each of these individual compositions okay so it's relative to the the block so if the block needs to move from 0 to 100 i just animate it from 0 to 100 i animate the opacity from 0 to 100 and then copy that and paste it on the next block wherever that block lives on the screen it will just do the exact same motion in its position got it does that make sense yeah it's like creating a tiny little template that I can drop on each of these things. Now, uh, I use the transform for lots of different things. Um, it, it is like uh, you know, the, the difference between using gradient wipe extract, set mat, and track mat. There are different times when you wanna stack things on top of each other. And um, if you, just need something to come on the screen and do a slight extra move or um, something is angled a, a certain way. And instead of going in and messing with all the other keyframes that are associated with it, you just want to have it rotate a tiny bit. You can just drop a transform on it and have it rotate. Uh, instead of uh, something that doesn't exactly fill the screen, instead of scaling it up, you can just drop a transform on it and scale it with the transform. So it, it really comes down to use case, hmm. but it's a good tool to understand. It's a very good tool to understand. Got it. Okay. So for those who are either new or want some more information, you mentioned Andrew for those Kramer. Of you who have just woken up. <laughs> Wake up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, give us some more, you mentioned Andrew Kramer, but give us, uh, obviously you will put your contact in, info, uh, in the show notes for people to, to contact you and, and, uh, we'll link over to Andrew Kramer, videocopilot.net. Um, it, that's still his, his yeah, thing, right? So. Okay. I didn't know if he was doing something else, uh, or had a different company as well. Uh, but t tell me some more, um, maybe places I can go to really, uh, learn after effects well uh so the dallas after effects user group i've uh, been running that since 2006 and we meet once a month uh, on the fourth thursday except for december and november so we're about to get started back here again in january if you're in the dallas area i would love for you to come by join us at the group it's free you can just be a member and it's really fun uh, i would love for, to walk on uh, up to a lunch that you guys are having uh, you know, I'm sure the conversation is, you it's, know, yeah, key, keyframes and <laughs> it can be. Yeah. But we're just weirdos. We enjoy hanging out with each other. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about it so much is that I've gotten uh, a bunch of friends out of the Dallas After Effects user group. And um, if you are on YouTube and you just search Dallas After Effects user group, you can find all of the meetings that we've streamed live. And uh, on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Dallas A-E-U-G. And uh, then 
motionscript.com. I mentioned yeah. that earlier. That's Dan Eberts or Eberts. And he has been a uh, foundation of the After Effects community for a long time because of his deep knowledge of how expressions work. And uh, he, he is where I started learning expressions. Yeah. So that's uh, been huge for me. And uh, I cannot recommend that highly enough. Uh, trying to think of some other spots. Um, I mean, for Cinema 4D, EJ Hats and Pants, no, Hats and, Hats and Brats uh, is great. And um, there is, I mean, YouTube will yeah. get you just about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, man, one thing I appreciate is how accessible you've been um, to, to people. And uh, so thank you for that. And, and uh, man, there's not a lot of people. Uh, I mean, there are guys in ministry, but it, it just seems like we still need an influx of, of motion designers in the ministry space. Um, well, the reason it may feel like there aren't a ton is because there's not a big community. I don't, feel like yeah. in the motion graphics ministry space. Right. I think there is um, like uh, Jeff McIntosh mm -hmm. has a Facebook group that has a lot of people in it. But from what I see, a lot of that's um, like it's more his CMG. What are you, what are you going to do? And yeah, and here's some things that we, we found this cool science experiment on YouTube. Why don't you turn yeah. this into a, a thing? Right. And, um, so I'm I'm kind of trying to keep the Dallas After Effects user group mostly to people who are in the Dallas area, mm -hmm. but um, <clears throat> I don't want anybody to be on an island. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in ministry and you're doing motion graphics and video production, reach out to me and we'll see if we can figure out how to get you plugged in yeah. with folks either locally or uh, what whatever because yeah. it's way more fun to do After Effects with somebody who loves After Effects and can celebrate your wins and uh, yep. help you when you get stuck. So, so true, man. I've, uh, I've enjoyed our nerdy conversations. Me too. Um, back and forth. So, uh, but man, thank you so much for, for your time. We'll link over to you for people to contact you. And I know we kind of took a, a deep dive on folks um, and kind of went into the weeds, but I want people to know this stuff to, to have tools in their toolbox to, to use for creating content for their worship experience and other things. So, man, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. If you ever need anything and it's late at night and you can't go to sleep, just pull up any podcast that I'm on <laughs> and you'll be out very quickly. Now, come on, man. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Carl, and all you're doing for the community. Hi, this is Ben Stapley, and I'm excited to be hosting the 1230 Media Roundtable. This is going to be a conversation with leaders from large, medium, and small-sized churches. We're going to be talking about how to make a transforming worship experience and looking at it from a number of different perspectives. The best thing about the conversation is we're going to be talking about what has and what hasn't worked, because oftentimes we learn the most from our mistakes. So join us the first Friday of every month when it drops at 1230. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com.
Hey guys, be sure to check out our monthly roundtables hosted by my friend Ben Stapley. Real talk from the trenches of ministry. You can learn more at 1230.media forward slash roundtable. Now the roundtables are exclusive to our YouTube channel and our app. So be sure to subscribe uh, on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, or download our app on any device, and you can watch those roundtables. They come out the first Friday of every month. They're hosted by uh, Ben Stapley, and these are a group of five or six people from churches all around the country and around the world that are in the trenches of ministry. Ben is asking these people, okay, what are you doing this week? What's working? What's not working? Let us learn from your mistakes. Tell us what uh, is happening at your church that is really effective, things like that. So be sure to, um, to check that out. The episodes are about 30 minutes to an hour long, so you can listen to them uh, on a walk or a jog um, or, uh, or while you're working during the day. So you can check those out. Just have them on in the background if you want and just uh, soak in some knowledge and soak in some uh, experience from, uh, from other people in ministry. Again, that's 1230.media forward slash roundtable. We'll get you all the information there. Next week on the podcast, we will welcome Paul Richards, Paul is the chief streaming officer at the Stream Geeks and is the author of Helping Your Church Livestream, among other books. Uh, Paul teaches over 20,000 students taking courses on live video production, mobile streaming, and more. So there's a lot to learn from Paul next week. I'll be talking with uh, Paul about live streaming and some tips for how to do church on Zoom. Uh, lots of great information there. We'll talk about how to utilize Zoom breakout rooms and how to make your worship experience more interactive and more. That's next week on the show. And if you haven't joined our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group, be sure to do so. Several thousand people interacting in the group over there. And be sure to rank and review our podcast in Apple Podcasts and wherever you consume your podcast. It really does help us with getting this content out to more churches completely free. We are the number one church media podcast in the nation. So thank you so much for listening and checking us out. Hopefully we are supplying some really uh, practical content for you to take back and use at your church. Well, we love you guys. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.